Had to bring you all a late night episode of the show. Why? Because tomorrow, Tuesday, the 1st of August, it's all going down. You are Locked On Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 Conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Locked on Pac-12. I am your host, Spencer McLaughlin. Thank you so much for making this your first listen or your first view of the day. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day and your number one source to stay up to date with our media rights free and perhaps team free soon and beloved Conference of Champions. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review wherever you listen to or watch this show. I so appreciate how you've all been supporting the show, tuning in, commenting, engaging. It's been a lot of fun and it's going to be a crazy day. So, why did we need to come on and do this show? Because I was traveling all day, which is why I'd done a show on Saturday, and I'd done an extra show last week, and I was planning to not do a show on Monday, but there's just too much to talk about to set the stage for what is going to be a wild and crazy Tuesday. So, everything is about to go down. Is that going to be good, or is that going to be bad? It seems 60-40 bad for the Pac-12 in that Arizona over to the Big 12, it is certainly a possibility. There is no doubt about that. And Arizona has long hit, by the way, this has been a consistent stance of both mine, but more importantly, the University of Arizona. The Wildcats president, Robert Robbins, said, I think as early as March, uh, you know, he made the Lubbock comment, but what he was saying is what he has been saying now. And for some reason, we don't know why, perhaps ties to Arizona State are, are in play there, but... Arizona has been more willing to be patient than Colorado was. Colorado got tired of waiting and said, nope, we don't trust what this is going to be. We need security. We need assurance. We're going to the Big 12. And now they have that. And Arizona has long said, we're going to wait and see what the deal is and then make the decision. And I've long said, that's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. How is that not acting in the best interests of the University of Arizona? It's not acting in the best interests of college football fans. It's not acting in the best interest of a number of other schools and involves parties, but for the university and their athletic department, yeah, of course, of course it is in their best interests to do that. So tomorrow, we're going to have two things take place. Stuart Mandel reported that George Klyovkov is going to present to the Pac-12 Board of Regents, CEOs, and involved parties are going to be informed of what the media deal actually is. He is going reportedly to present a deal. There are going to be hard numbers and schools will then be able to assess what they're looking at. And it's going to come down to what is that deal. It's all going to hinge on it, which has long been the case. Pac-12 has had no backup option. Pac-12 has been all in with the deal for a long, long time. And as time has gone on, the stakes have only gotten higher. And because this has drawn on even more and 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 more, the stakes couldn't be a whole heck of a lot higher. Because there is a feasible path, and I'll talk about this more later in the show, to everybody starting to find a new home starting in 2024. Now, Arizona would have to get the ball rolling. And the the people that are meeting tomorrow afternoon, so tomorrow morning, it's a Pac-12 meeting, and George Klyovkov is going to present the deal, the numbers, and everyone's going to see what they say. Tomorrow afternoon, the University of Arizona has scheduled a board, Board of Regents meeting. I would guess 
that after tomorrow's meeting, we might see more of those impromptu sessions pop up at other universities. Because if that deal is presented and it is not to the liking or it's not valuable enough in, in terms of what Pac-12 schools need to say, okay, yeah, we are willing to stay in this conference. We feel like we can be relevant and competitive here financially and athletically. Then they're going to explore their options elsewhere. But an idea that I have seen suggested, and I don't think is a ridiculous one, is that Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah could move in in sort of a package, essentially. That either they'll all stay or they'll all go. Because does Arizona alone, does them leaving, much like Colorado, do they are they such legacy schools in the pack? Do they have the sort of brand power to where if they're gone, the conference is going to dissolve? I don't think so. Would it be another major hit? Absolutely. The question about both of those moves, when Colorado left, I was asking it, and I would again if Arizona and Arizona alone is the school to leave, is does it create enough momentum to where other schools say, yeah, we're going to do that as well? And that's what we're all going to be waiting on tomorrow. I mean, it is going to be, some of you might be listening to or watching this on on Tuesday morning. It is going to be a wild, action-packed day. And everything has been set up from the Monday news cycle that drove me to record a show late at night after the Mariners barely held on for a thrilling 6-2 victory that required a diving catch from J.P. Crawford. Thank goodness for J.P. Crawford. For all you Mariners fans out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So that's where we're at. We've got Pac-12 meeting, we've got Arizona meeting, and a deal is expected to be presented. The deal that we have talked about for so many months, for so long, have speculated. I stopped speculating about what it could be, and I'm not going to do that really here on the show uh, directly in terms of like, you know, know, who the partner's going to be. I don't know, because I see a lot of conflicting reports about you know, there's a linear component, but no one knows who the linear component's going to be. But I saw big time reporters saying before media day that players had come back to the table, that there was going to be a linear component. Apple seems to be the most likely streamer that's going to be involved here. We don't really know. So we're just going to wait and see what it is on that front. But the, but the question that is going to be answered fundamentally on this action packed, what could be a terrific or terrible Tuesday for George Klyovkov and company. The question is, what do you need to prevent schools from thinking the Big 12 is dramatically better? The number that I have long thought, you have to be probably in the $25 million range. The Big 12 media rights deal, just, this is an important distinction, just the media rights deal, the number of times People will come in the comments section or will come at me on Twitter and say, hey, the Big 12 deal is going to pay closer to $50 million. No, we're talking about the media rights deal. Conference and postseason payouts boosted up to that. But every conference has that. Depends on how many NCAA units you have. Depends on college football playoff stuff. But regardless, every conference at some level, it varies but they, they will get a boot. The, the payout for the SEC and Big Ten media deals are 65 and $75 million, respectively. I think 75 Big Ten, 65 SEC. The total conference payouts are between like 90 and $100 million. That's, that, that's what we're talking about. But again, 
It varies, it fluctuates and such, but that's a very important distinction to understand is the actual media rights numbers. I think the Pac-12 has to be able to deliver in some capacity around $25 million per school per year. Because at that point, you're dealing with a pretty marginal gap between the Big 12 and yourself. But if you're in the low 20s and suddenly we're approaching $10 million, that's a gap that a lot of athletic departments are probably not comfortable with. Now, some schools would, you know, perhaps be more, would be wanting more, I need to rephrase this, English is hard. Some schools might be in a position where moving is more appealing if it's a five, six million dollar gap than others, depending perhaps on where they're located. Because some schools might have higher travel costs going to the Big 12. I think everyone would have it at some level when you factor in that Cincinnati and UCF and they might add UConn and they're expanding all over the place. But that is going to be a greater, because we're not just talking about football, that money goes to the athletic department. And that pays for all of the sports and all the kids who travel and who have house, or, uh, lodging accommodations and food and, and everything like that, right? So if that's going to go up by a couple million dollars, some programs might say, yeah, we would rather have an extra three or four million. Some schools might say, eh, that's just not, that's not too much. Like we're okay with that. And we're confident in having that, that, that sort of gap. But there are other factors to consider as well. One factor you have to consider is eBay Motors. Because for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle and conference realignment. Every part needs to fit just right. So next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know if the part will fit or your money back just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When you shop on eBay Motors, and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You can go get the right parts with the right fit and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay. If my voice has like a little little bit of a gristliness to it, if it sounds like a little rough, it's mostly from riding the Incredicoaster at Disneyland on Sunday and having a back and forth with my buddy before the launch in which I yelled Broncos country and he yelled, let's ride. And then we yell all throughout the experience. So true story. That's why it might sound that way just a little bit, but I appreciate you all tuning in. So I think around $25 million is enough to, to, to prevent schools from going over it. Now, that depends on the individual institution. Again, some schools have different priorities. Some schools have different levels of confidence in their fundraising or different abilities uh, to, to raise money at a commensurate rate to try and perhaps make up a gap in media rights revenue between you know what you get in your conference, what you get in another conference. That's going to be a factor here. But my guess is if the pack can get anything over $25 million, that's probably going to do it. And if it's 24 probably not. But once you start getting into like the low 20s there, now you're probably going to have some questions. Now you might have a defection. Could the pack survive one more defection? Yeah, 
survive, thrive? That's a different question. But survive, it could survive one. But if it's three more, yeah, I don't know. That That's kind of hard to foresee because how exactly can you act in a way that is a united conference? Like who, who even would you put in the conference? How could you cobble together a media deal if you had to start over that hard? Like losing Colorado, all right, that might change the calculus a little bit, but if they're able to go present a deal, Either they they were expecting that or anticipating that at one point, once upon a time, and, or at one point in time, rather, and they just didn't tell us, and they said that they were confident when they actually weren't and they knew, or they didn't know, and Colorado leaving, it just didn't change the calculus too much, and they were able to get a deal done. But they are now, for the first time, it seems, sensing the urgency of the moment and putting together some sort of deal. What is it? We don't know. We're going to see. We're going to see tomorrow, but... I think that there's, you know, a financial component, but I also wonder what schools think about streaming because there is an influx. I, I was talking to uh, somebody who uh, work, works for or know, knows people who works. I was having a conversation with somebody essentially about uh, about ESPN and and Disney. And this person follows such news and such conversations and headlines and whatnot in a rather significant way, uh, shall we say. Not, not an insider, per se. But anyway, we were talking about that and the evolution of streaming. And he referenced a quote from uh, somebody in the sports media space or ESPN or, or, or Disney somewhere within there that was basically saying, like, the, the talk of, you know, streaming taking over becoming a part of the conversation or, you know, influencing the way we consume games or everything like that. It's not theoretical. It's here. It's not, oh yeah, that's going to happen. We see it coming. It is happening right here, right now. And that quote really resonated with me because I was thinking, yeah, the more you think about it, it kind of is. Washington, Michigan State, Peacock only. There's going to be an NFL playoff game, Peacock only. So, I wonder what the athletic directors, but we all know it's presidents who vote on realignment, right? I didn't just abandon my principles here. I didn't forget that sort of stuff. I wouldn't do that to any of you or myself because that would be dishonest and we don't want to do that. So I wonder how interested parties, shall we say, view the streaming versus linear component. If linear is a small portion of a deal that is, let's say, six years long, do they read the media landscape and terrain and say, yeah, we're not concerned about not having a linear deal. It might hurt our exposure for, you know, two years or so. But, you know, within three to five, everyone is going to have a deal that looks like ours and everything's going to transition over there. Because Jimmy Pitaro, the president of ESPN, has openly stated at some point ESPN, which is in its own kind of, you know, financial debacle right now. They're letting people go and trying to cut costs and save money and all this sort of stuff. And they might sell ABC. And there's all, there's all these articles about, you know, what, what they could do and whether or not they'll keep all the channels and such. But he's openly stated that ESPN one day in the not too distant future is going to be exclusively a direct to consumer product. So that means that the media rights deals that are with ESPN, in theory, I would imagine, would be heavily influenced by that. So if they would then become more streaming heavy, then having a big time streaming deal might not be as poorly viewed in the eyes of Pac-12 presidents and athletic directors as it normally would be, say, five years ago. Now, maybe they don't view it that, may, 
that way. Maybe they think that you still need to have the linear television part. You still have to have that accessibility and the change is happening, but it's not here yet. We're undergoing the shift, but it hasn't fully taken place. Maybe that's how they view it. I don't know. I haven't spoken to them, but those are the calculations and questions that they have to make and that they have to ask themselves as they ponder whether or not whatever deal is presented on Tuesday morning is good enough to say, okay, this is where we want to be and this is where we are going to be able to best serve our athletic interests. Now, I want to touch on Arizona for just a moment before I kind of get to every school and what their options are. I think that Arizona scheduling the board meeting is going to be a reactionary component to what's happening on Tuesday morning. That doesn't mean they won't go to the Big 12. But I do believe that they're going to give the PAC a legitimate chance to present the deal, and the PAC is going to have an opportunity to keep them interested and keep them engaged. Now, whether or not they take other schools with them, that's unknown. And we can speculate about that from now until the end of time, and we'll see how that all plays out tomorrow. But the reason I reiterate that I think Arizona is going to give the pack an actual chance here is because they haven't left yet and it has been consistent with their public messaging, which is not always accurate. George Klyovkov wasn't worried about anyone leaving for the Big 12. Colorado left. The 10 members were united. The 10 members were not united. So it's not always take everything at face value there because sometimes there's an element of, you know, coach speak or political speak to just kind of smooth things over and not ruffle any feathers and and such. Speaking of ruffling feathers, interesting quote the other day, yesterday, well, earlier today, actually, as I record the show, from Dan Lanning, Oregon's coach, took a pretty direct shot at Colorado. He was asked, any reaction to leaving the conference? And he basically said, no strong reaction. What have they ever done in the conference? Have they won anything? Have they done anything? Now, This could just be a reaction from Dan Lanning, having been in the SEC and bouncing around the country the entire time Colorado was in the Pac-12 and not actually winning anything. Doesn't mean I'm glad they're gone, but it is true. And I just wonder if Dan Lanning would be making those remarks as Oregon's head coach if they were about to go join the same conference as Colorado. I am not guaranteeing this, that, or the other thing, but I do wonder. If you would make that comment, if you knew, we're about to go join them in the Big 12. But that was his reaction. I thought it was pretty funny, to be honest. Uh, And I love that sort of honesty from coaches and whatnot. But back to Arizona for a sec. Their messaging has been consistent. What they've said publicly has matched up with their actions to this point. So I can't see them going into the PAC meeting in a disingenuous fashion and not giving them a chance to hear out their pitch understand what their options are because they know what their option is in the Big 12. There is no reason at this point to just completely disregard the pack offer. You should look at it. And if it's not good enough, then you go to the Big 12. It's that simple. But letting that all play out, no reason Arizona shouldn't do that today. And we will know probably by the end of Tuesday. So I'm recording shows at a different time. I'm sure all you everydayers out there know that these shows go out on a schedule There's a time, there's a structure, there's an order, yada, yada, yada. With all this news happening, I'm trying to be a little bit more reactionary on it. So this show will run until everything plays out and then I'll record after everything happens tomorrow and we'll see kind of where we're at. But where could we actually be? It's a fun question to ponder, isn't it? Not really, not for everybody. For some schools, for some fans, 
and others, eh, maybe, maybe not quite so much. So let's start up north. And I am going to list here based on the information and terrain that I have that I have read, that I have gathered, and really that I am opining here. Because that's ma- a majority of what the show is. I tell you all the time. I'm not a journalist. I know some people. I talk to some people. But I'm not a journalist on here. Mostly this show is me reacting to the news, breaking it down, keeping people as informed as I can, and opining on what might happen next, and try to give you as insightful and engaging commentary as I know how to give. So, up north... Washington State, I have not seen anything to indicate that they would get a Power 5 offer if the pack dissolves. Their options look to be the pack or the Mountain West. Washington, I could see a world, I can, not one I would have maybe foreseen several months ago, I can see a world in which they end up in the pack. I've always been able to see that. The Big Ten, I've always been able to see that. I could see Washington winding up in the Big 12. If you are, I almost said George Klyovkov, then I almost said Robert Robbins, but I eventually got to the right guy. Third guy's the charm. If you are Brett Yormark, and you are able to get Arizona, and you only get Arizona, and suddenly the pack is going to be in chaos, it blows up, and you're going for schools, who are you going for? I'm going for Oregon and Washington. No, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's where I'm going. I am not predicting one thing or the other because we have to see other dominoes first. You can't, you know, do an equation until you have all the variables. You can't do A plus B equals 8 if you don't have A or B. You can't solve for A. You cannot solve for B. You got to have everything there before you can complete the calculation. So I think Washington could end up in any of those conferences. There's also been like a little light buzz about the ACC. That's kind of died down. Washington is a fit in the ACC from like a cultural academic standpoint, but I don't know that the ACC is making a move right now. There was some report from, I think, somebody at Barstool saying the Big Ten is about to come for Oregon, Washington, Clemson, Florida State, which would be shocking, to say the least, and would also probably trigger a mass exodus and perhaps the collapse of the Pac-12 as we know it. So that's where they could end up. Oregon. Same as Washington. I could see PAC. I could see Big Ten. I think these have different levels of likelihood. I'm just saying like what is technically, theoretically possible based on what we've seen. I could see Big 12 for Oregon. For Oregon State, I see PAC. I see Mountain West. Outside chance at a Big 12 invite. Don't think they'd be able to garner it right now. The Bay Area schools, I could see PAC. I could see ACC. I could see Ivy League. I could see all... Ivy League's got football, by the way. It's a long ways away. Don't rule it out. I cannot see, because of, you know, the stuff I've talked about for many, many months, the academic side of it, the cultural side of it, I cannot see Stanford and Cal going to the Big 12. Cannot see it happening. Big 10, ACC, Ivy League. I think that's where they could go. Utah and Colorado... Well, Colorado's already over there. So, Utah, I could see Pac... Or I can see Big 12. I have not seen, read, or heard anything to indicate they're a target for the Big 10. I don't know why they couldn't be. They have become a pretty respectable research school. And they have goals to continue to increase their standing in that regard. I think they're a decent cultural fit in the Big 10. Geography, yeah, of course. 
I think it's an outside chance. I think it's Packer Big 12 for, for the Utes. And then the Arizona schools, it's Packer Big 12. I don't think either is on the Big Ten's radar. I don't think either would be part of any sort of move from the ACC. But Arizona, Arizona State, Packer Big 12. So that's where we're at heading into Tuesday. Lots of information that is, that is going to come out. And it's going to be a wild, wild day. And I'll be here reading, reacting, and talking to all of you, as always. Thank you so much. Appreciate everyone listening. I'll see you next time. And until then, hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.